How come I can't put Lazar up there? Oh, there he is. Hey, guys. Hey, because we were both doing it? Yeah. Bam, we're live. Hey. Hey. Good morning. Nice shirt, Caleb. Hey, uh, uh, Lazar, am I saying your name right? No. (laughs) Fuck, I knew it. Tell me, tell me. Lazar. 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 It's like when people say... It's like... It's like when people say Savon or Sevon. Yeah, which one is right? Sevon. Okay. Okay. But Savon. I'm so but I'm so used to I don't I don't ever correct anyone. Do you still correct people? No. Yeah, you're just like, oh fuck it. I've 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 had friends for like years and then they're like, Oh my god, your name is Sevon, not Savon. I was like, Yeah, they're like, Why didn't you correct me? I'm like, dude. I don't the same thing correct uh, everyone. The same thing happened to Nico, Nikola Jokic. Yeah. You know, the NBA MVP. So uh-huh. Everybody in the U.S. calls him Nicola, Nicola, and his name is Nicola. So he he got the same questions question asked, and he's like, I don't even uh, bother anymore. So yeah, same here. You just finally okay. And, and, and so say your full name for me. Lazar Jukic. Lazar Jukic, and, yes. and that D is pronounced like I always pronounce it like a J. Jukic. Yes. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. Lazar Jukic. Hey, thanks for doing this, man. Of course. Thank you guys for calling me. Um, where, uh, where are you? Uh, Serbia. Oh, you're, uh, your countryman's playing Serbia right now. Your, uh, um, yeah. yeah, he's playing right now. Would you watch tennis? Uh, yes, actually, my uh, brother has friends downstairs, and they're watching the Novak. Yeah, what a great dude. Is he a is he hero in that country, in your country? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like the big, like the biggest like, sports sports star there is. Yes, the biggest one for sure. Hey, when he when he didn't want to take the um, injection, did that hurt his stock or did that help him? Did that hurt in him Serbia? or help him? Yeah. In Serbia, it helped him. But oh, good. That makes in, me happy. with the outside world, world like they they didn't really support it. Oh, I support it over here. Us Californians support it. Well, one of us. Oh, oh shit. Oops. Oh shit. Two zero. What? In the second one. Oh, but he but he won the first six one. Holy shit! Yeah. All right, so he's kicking ass. Yeah, for now. <laughs> yeah, where is that game? Uh, London. Uh, it's Wimbledon. How come if it? Do you know much about tennis? If they, if it's Wimbledon, why are they calling? I I just saw the previews for it yesterday when I was watching the UFC, and they kept calling it the gentleman's match. Is that what they call Wimbledon? Uh, well. They they call it a white sport, but uh, maybe because uh, like only the high high class can enter that stadium. Like the ticket, the, like the basic ticket is twelve thousand pounds, which wow. is like fifteen thousand uh, dollars. Um, and and it's the finals that are going on now. Yeah, you thought I was going to ask you about CrossFit, and here here I'm testing your tennis knowledge. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Hey, uh, congratulations on uh, on winning the European semifinals. Kind of crazy, right? Oh, a, a bit late. I, I, like, I'm completely over that in my mind. Like, I even forgot about it. But thank you, dude. It, it's it's kind of amazing. It, it it's um your victory there feels like it's the um like that. There's a new era. Oh, <laughs> I hope so. Definitely. And when you say you're over it. Tell me, is is it because it's not important to you? It's winning the games is important to you? Well, it definitely 
was important at that time. Like at that time, that was the goal to win the semifinals. Because for me, uh, mental mental side of semifinals is a big big part of my preparation for the games. So let's say if I place like ninth, eighth, seventh, or whatever, like I wouldn't be as tough in my head to like go into the preparation for the games because I knew already like 10 guys beat me there. So w- what should I expect at the games, you know? Mm, okay. Um, did you, how did, how did you feel going into semifinals? Were you a hundred percent? Yes. Yes. I felt very good, very healthy, healthy in my mind, healthy in the body. So felt very prepared and, uh, I, I didn't feel that good in a long time. Awesome. You had, there, there were a series of events that were kind of weird for you, right? Yeah. Did it start with, did it start with the bike coming in and then the stair climb in, um, Dubai, and then there was one other w- weird event, right? That something happened. So yeah, uh, like games, I, I I don't count it as a failure. Last year was still a success for me because my main goal was to uh, improve uh, on the my first year, my rookie year, and I did that by one spot, but I still did it, even though I had uh, a lot of ups and downs during the uh, games. It still uh, was a success for me. And then uh, I won Madrid, which was like continuation of good, uh, like good performances for me. And then Rogue came, and like the rough patch started basically, and I uh, sprained my ankle in the. Oh, that's tra- right on the run. run. That was event and one, correct? Yes, yes, event one. Uh, and then uh, Dubai, I oh, I almost died in that Burj Khalifa event so yeah uh, what happened was, there what happened there oh like i to be honest it was my fault basically because i didn't really hydrate uh before it properly and didn't really fuel myself as i should uh, they told us like you're not gonna receive any water or any uh, like supplements or anything when you're inside the building and it was basically sauna for 40 minutes and I came I flew to Dubai like two days before and I just didn't really prepare myself for that kind of temperature and it just felt very bad on the body and uh, and also like I wanted to be a good son uh, because my parents were uh, coming to watch me after a long time and I like day before I took them to the mall and I probably picked up some virus there because uh, I, I didn't really feel like myself uh, in that competition. And uh, that just like started in Burj Khalifa and then it just continued through the whole competition. And after the competition, as soon the competition was over, it was probably like the brain, like not letting me get sick during the competition. As soon as the competition was finished i immediately went to the bed with highest temperature in my life i thought i was going to die like it was probably the worst experience um at the comp- competition in my career until now after when you say you went to your bed and you experienced that 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 fever was it after that event or after the entire competition after the entire competition i was just like were you unable to fly home yes i uh, my 
parents and brother, they, I told them to leave because Anya was staying with me for another day. Uh, so they left and I stayed just like one or two days more until I can recover because I couldn't really travel home like that. Just just under the sheets, just sweating like a, yes, like a... exactly. Yeah. Wow, that's wow, that's all. Um, and then, like, I I I I thought. I kind of like uh, that. I like this story. It, <laughs> I think, yeah, it, uh, it I I think it, it happened actually like during the competition, and it, it just like hit me after the competition was over because I I can like I I felt like I was giving my one hundred percent, like one hundred fifty percent. And I, it just wasn't good enough. I finished 12th in that competition, which was like big, big uh, hit for me. Like I, I, I expected to win, dominantly to win, and I didn't. I placed very badly. So, yeah. Um, you're, you're. Let's talk about running up that building. So it's the tallest building in the world. You're at the bottom. Do you get to go into the um, stairwell prior to the event to assess it at all? No. Okay. Uh, they just like we went one by one uh, in two minute uh, windows, and uh, yeah, you're just completely alone, and it, it was scary for sure. And, and were you guys wearing a, a vest or anything? Yeah, we were wearing a vest, which, how, which also like didn't help with cooling down. So, how heavy was that? Uh, uh, Twenty pounds, ten kilos. So they say go. And you mm -hmm. hit the first stairs, and yes. is your immediate thought is, "Wow, it's really hot in here"? Uh, no, like uh, the thing is, it, it got hot hotter as you went up, mm. so it didn't really help because, like, the cold air stays down, right? Right, and then right. The hot one, the more you climb, the worse it got. So, yeah, it, it was hard <laughs> to and, say and the least. Um, let me ask you a silly question. I assume at every floor there's a door, uh, a doorway, but all the doors are held are already propped open, and you just you can run through them. Uh, no, so like there's no doors. There, like there's a door every like five flats. Okay, and like they're all closed, and every like ten flats there's a person, but you're not going through like any doors. Like there is segments of the building where like from floor number like one or zero to like. 50 and then from 50 to like 75 and then from 75 in those like segments between those segments you you leave the stair uh, staircase and yeah. go to the other one but oh. it's only like 10 meters so it's basically like just going up like like a spiral yeah and and, it, and when we saw there was a camera waiting for you at the top of the stairs and when we saw you at the bottom you were on all four yes at what flight did that happen? Uh, probably like five, five until the end. So like basically one fifty-five because there's one sixty. Okay, and and each each floor is a couple flights of stairs. Uh, each floor is like there and back. So you went up so, ten flights of stairs. Yes. On your. And when you went down like that, do you remember what you were thinking? Were you like, uh oh, this isn't right. Something's not right here. No, uh, I. I don't remember like the I don't remember anything. I, like I don't remember that. I, I remember that seeing uh, seeing that on your podcast, but I uh, don't uh, remember like anything at like I don't remember that. Like, so you don't I, remember I just, finishing the race? No. 
Wow, that's that's intense. And then, and then we saw glimpses of you um, with some uh, cell phone footage of you on a stretcher. How did they get mm. you down? Someone oh, carried you? Well, it was very, very, uh, like, it was very weird because upstairs there was nothing. So there was no water. There was no electrolytes. There was no snacks, nothing completely. And not even the medical or anything. So... When I fell down, everybody was like, oh, it's okay. Like, he just went too hard. But then I didn't get any better in the next five minutes. And then they called an ambulance. And then, like, I think they gave me an infusion or how it's called, like the one that goes into the vein. And uh, it started getting better. But then they uh, took me on a stretcher to some climatized room. And I stayed there. They didn't want to bring me down uh, because, like, of, I don't know, pressure or something uh, so I just, I was there and the, the things that were going through my mind, oh man, like, uh, I, at one point I asked the doctor, am I going to die? No, <laughs> like, no, no, you're fine. Like, but I, I was feeling like I, I was going to die. I, I was thinking it's going to have an effect on me, like not just for that moment like for the rest of my life which is like you had a stroke like you were having a stroke or something like something yes exactly exactly yeah holy shit you're um i wasn't even thinking about continuing my career i was like my career is over after this so like i was thinking about like going back to college and stuff so it was very wow crazy so it was crazy intense and was your heart racing could you hear why did you think that what were you feeling that was so severe my heart rate was 185 for 30 minutes after the race. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it, it, I guess eventually, so they gave you an IV, and then I'm guessing eventually they gave you a, a ton of water to drink too. Yeah, yeah. And I came back home after that. I ate and I puked immediately. All the food so, you ate just came right yeah, back up. and I just didn't eat anything during that competition. It's just terrible, terrible experience. Wow, crazy. When did you realize that you was – was there another event that day or was it the next day? Uh, next day. When did you realize, oh, shit, I'm going to go on? Well, I woke up and my dad told me, you're not a quitter. You're continuing. So no had, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the – that's what I did, and uh, I won the event actually. So like, I won the event, but it uh, all as it progressed, it got worse. So yeah, like, I was just giving my all, and I couldn't really do anything. So yeah, that was weird. Um, uh, what was the second event? Uh, second event. So second event after uh, the run was a clean event, where I PR'd actually one sixty two and a half kilos. And then event after that was uh, uh, like a dual type of uh, event, you know, where it go cuts, cuts, cuts the field. Uh, so sprints, basically echo bike uh, and rope climb and sprint to the finish line. And the field got smaller and smaller and smaller. And I won that event. And I was like, okay, I'm I'm good. Like I'm, I'm coming back, I'm coming back. And then like next event just destroyed me completely again. Well, so yeah, weird competition. Lazar, did you feel like shit in the third event? Uh, yes. Okay. How about in the second event you won? Did you feel like shit there? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. So it wasn't like you won the event. And you're like, okay, everything's better. You knew that like 
yeah you know like when you finish the event and you can't celebrate like yeah your your event win you know you're not good wow what a trip were you surprised is you have that relationship with your father that he says to you hey you're not a quitter yeah like he he had a like uh big impact on our uh, lives when we were kids like he he raised us like like soldiers so like he would uh my mom was pregnant with luca and i was uh, like a kid a three-year-old kid and he would go with me to the pool and he would just throw me into the pool and like swim. If, if he doesn't swim we're <laughs> we're having another oh my god <laughs> so, yeah. uh see uh dad said don't be a little bitch exactly <laughs> uh serbian uh tough love um <laughs> savage father we need more of him like this in the united states um it's it's interesting um when you're done with that competition in dubai are you are you happy you finished like are you like or is any party like that was stupid i shouldn't have listened to my dad or are you like wow i'm a badass i did it which one exactly i I said like that's a stupid stupid i shouldn't listen to my dad oh really like yeah um because your mom- it could it could have like bigger impact on me because like competing sick is very bad for your body so like you're it, pushing yourself to the absolute max and like you you can't so you mean like you could have some catastrophic organ fail- failure or probably, something like that probably yeah after that competition i decided to check my uh, blood uh, uh blood picture blood blood uh, yeah check my blood and i went and my uh, um adhd or i don't know what it's called like uh some some hormone some i don't think it's hormones i think it's like uh, i don't know some stuff was through the roof like five times more than normal person like it it was connected to the liver so yeah like my liver couldn't really uh like do anything with the blood that, that was coming in and like just like super weird thing but yeah we fixed it uh through like my nutritionist helped me a lot and uh, yeah a- ALT, yeah um, and mine was like super high super high i like so, how you call it adhd that was awesome. i don't know no that's perfect that's perfect for this show. <laughs> and uh yeah it's uh, i i was talking to my nutritionist mike uh from m2 and uh, we set set the plan how to fix it and uh, yeah we fixed it and basically at the start of the season as the open started i was good to go so like good that i checked it does your mom ever have to keep your dad in check does your mom ever come over to your dad like have you ever seen your mom and dad get in a fight because your dad's pushing you too hard no she just she just sits there and chills so so like she would never like tell him not to do anything but uh like we had two complete opposites so mom was super caring nurturing like like she would not let anything happen to us and dad was like let them do the dangerous stuff like let them fight the alligators yeah so yeah like two complete opposites and i'm very grateful for that like we i think we became good men with luca yeah um that's the only um conflict my wife and i have is around the children so it's the and it's around that same um that same issue you know like how how hard do how hard are you supposed to push them how hard are you should you let them go let them do the dangerous stuff carefully i i heard that quote somewhere 
that I like it. Um, and and then so so you leave there, and, and there there are some concerns about your blood. You get them fixed, and then was that your last competition before semifinals? Uh, yes. Uh, no. Uh, so uh, I did the competition in February in Germany in a team with uh, Karim Frey. Okay. Yep. And uh, we we were winning the event by a mile, and she didn't want to lose any event. I'm like, kind of chill. Like we were leading by a minute. No laser. Pick up the dumbbell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was competing with Karim Frey uh, in February, and uh, then I did the open. And uh, yeah, it was like the perfect start for the season. For the season was that competition with Kara, and uh, it was a yeah, super nice experience. And she uh, helped me restore that uh, mentality. Like, I want to win everything. So I am really uh, grateful to her for that. Okay, so you're appreciative of that. You're not complaining. You're appreciative no, of it. No, it was very good. Awesome. Um, how do you choose someone like that? How, how did you choose that place to compete? And how do you choose uh, who your partner is going to be? Same training? So, uh, Coach? Super, no. So Superfit uh, is my equipment sponsor. And they are uh, uh, organizing the competition. And uh, I know Kara is a good athlete. And we kind of, uh, so, so we are both like, uh, like, I don't want, it's not Slo Slovenia. Like, we have like the same Slovenian blood, or I don't know how to say it. So, like, it was, uh, she lives close to me and was close to that place. So I was just like, hey, Kara, let's do it. And she was up for it. Yeah, easy money, why not? Awesome. And and how about those other people who are on the um, podium? Are any of them also games athletes or no? So, yeah, Bron. Uh, oh. Coach. You can see him on the second place, yeah? Yeah. D um, had you ever met him Is before? There... Oh, yeah, we are good friends. We know each other from uh, 2017, I would say, at Amsterdam. And um, he, uh, you both speak English? Yes. Oh, cool. I'm a, I think he's scheduled. I think he, that guy's scheduled to come on the show. Oh, he's a fun guy. Yeah. He is. He's, okay. He's good. Guy. And he's the one that's uh, strong as a horse, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Very strong. He, he did the kettlebell sport, uh, for a long time. Like, uh, like one hour of kettlebell swings or something. I don't know. So he has a uh, bad, like power and uh, strength from that. I think. Um, uh, Jake Chapman, please get, uh, uh, am I going to say your name right? Lazar. Did I say it right? Yeah. Lazar. Yeah, yeah. Please get Lazar to say, uh, get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. <laughs> oh, is that like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger? I don't movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one. Um, you, so, so you. Are you still traveling to Paris? Or is, is Paris part of your life still? Uh, it's not Paris. It's Strasbourg, where my uh, girlfriend is studying. And uh, yes, but she's finishing soon. Probably a couple of more months, and then we're going to be uh, in Serbia, like living here. No shit. She's French? No, she's Serbian, but she's studying her PhD in Oh, Stasburg. okay. Okay. And, and what's the name of the city she's in? Strasbourg? Strasbourg. Strasbourg. Strasbourg, where's that? Yeah. Austria. Uh, France. France, but close to Germany. Oh, okay. Because it, it sounds like a German name. 
yeah, it, it it's Alsace uh, territory, which was like before it was German, now it's French. I I didn't. Did you see the way I asked that? I didn't want to ask. Are you still with the girlfriend? I just said, "How's fr- How's Paris?" So that way, like you know, ah. like but you're still okay. together. Yeah, yeah. She she's the keeper. Oh, she's she is the keeper. A keeper. Yeah. Oh, I'm letting her, not not letting her go. Yeah. Oh, awesome, awesome. And um, any any um any pushback from her about how hard you're pushing your body? Was she in um Dubai and did she freak out? She was in Dubai and she was the one telling me to like pull out. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't listen, and I should have. So she's she's mostly right. So yeah. Uh, my wife told me that, and I didn't listen, and now we have three kids. <laughs> Thank you. Do we have a drum roll for that? Do we have a <laughs> something? One of these bu- one of these buttons does something. All all very appropriate. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you. Uh, oh, great question, Rambler. H- how do you know she's the right one? Oh, like, just like we, like you know, like there, there, there are some loves on the on the first sight, and like our I wasn't really on the first sight because we were friends at the beginning. Yeah, and like she was com- coming to the class that I was coaching, and yeah, I just like <laughs> I always say like the first time I fell in love with her was when she came in that uh, little yellow um like hoodie hoodie with uh, it was raining outside and she yeah. was wearing like like the pink uh boots and yeah. like the the yellow thing for the rain so i was like yeah from that moment i fell in love and yeah she she was there before even like crossfit became a thing so like you can you can tell like she's the one from from all the support i i, I will i'm getting from her even now and like she she will take days off from her uh, job not to go for a holiday she, she's taking the her like, it's, yeah it's uh, you you broke up there are you saying she's she's taking her days off to come to the games and not to go to holiday yeah just a second i'm changing the internet oh okay are we yeah. good yeah good that's good can you Nope, you broke up. We've, you froze. Maybe pull that down for a second, Caleb, and I can see a bigger... Mm. Oh, now you're back. Okay. Can oh, you repeat so, the question, please? Oh, so tell me, what what did you say? She took her she took her holidays to come to the games as opposed to take yeah. a vacation? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly, like, when, like... And she never, ever, like, complained about it. So, yeah, she, like... And she's also plays a big, big part in my training. Like, she's... Uh, on the spot coach so she would like talk with Fahunda without me knowing and she would like tell me what to do what he said and stuff so yeah, she's super helpful uh, when do you come to the states uh, 26th of july so uh, i have a full week of training home and then monday tuesday and wednesday i'm coming uh, to the states did you say the 26th of july yes and um and then the games, they, they gave it a, a date, right, for event yes. one? Is it Wednesday or Thursday? I think it's Wednesday. Uh, so uh, I'm one week uh, before there. And is that enough time for the time difference and to acclimate and all of that? So, like, I understand people going there to uh, acclimate uh, from Scandinavia and, like, Iceland and stuff. 
but in Serbia right now it's like 40 degrees Celsius, which I don't know what's that in Fahrenheit, huh. but it's a lot. And I don't, I don't think I will really need uh, like to acclimatize yep. and I will just need to get used to the time change. And I think three days is enough for that. So, Oh, okay. It's really hot where you're at. Yeah. Well, and, and you're eight, are you eight hours ahead of me? What time is it there right now? Is it like, uh, uh, it was four, 4 PM when we started. Okay. So it's four thirty now. What is that? Um, seven. Yeah. Five, six, seven. Yeah. And, uh, and she'll, and she'll fly. And where will you guys fly when you come a week ahead? Will you go to straight to Madison or will you go? Oh, to? Yeah, we're going straight to Madison. So we are uh, flying from Belgrade to, uh, Zurich and then from Zurich to Chicago. And then my friend is picking us from Chicago and straight to Madison. And will your accommodations be the same as last year? Uh, for the games week? Yes. But, uh, so like home to suites is where I'm staying. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter if everybody knows all the games athletes are staying there so like it, it's basically super expensive to stay there uh and I'm, i i took another hotel uh the week before oh okay so i like the, like it's you can't imagine how expensive it is and uh like compare like the week at that hotel would be another like 1500 yeah, uh, dollars, and instead of, I'm paying like for another hotel. So like week before the games, I'm in another hotel, and the games week I'm gonna be in that one. I I, I was asking if it's the same as last year because I'm guessing that there is a, a kind of it's it's pleasant to keep going to the same place, and there's a familiarity yeah. so that you there's less and less to be stressed about, right? You know exactly yeah. where everything is. You know the drive back to the venue every morning. Oh, it's not a drive; it's a walk. Oh, it is. Oh, that's nice. It's just across the street. That's why it's so expensive. Okay, because those kinds of things would stress me out if I was an athlete. The transportation, yeah, the getting up, all of that stuff. So, so mm -hmm. th that's really down to a minimum for you. Yeah. yeah. I, like, it, it, I, I was staying in Edge, Edgewater to 2021, which was an official hotel. Yeah. And I was expecting some, like some help from the games like if you're staying in the official hotel they should like taxi or uber you to the yeah some bus yes but we didn't get anything so it was just like super stupid to stay in that hotel and instead i just chose the the closest one that's available and, and a lot of the athletes are now staying there home to suites so yeah there's like three hotels that are uh, all on the same uh, uh distance like from the alliance Okay. Uh, Alliance Energy Center. So there's like this Clarion home to suites and one more, uh, I don't know the name, but also some suites. So yeah, basically we are like divided between those three. Is that, is that a big, I guess what I'm asking is, is that a big shift or a lot of the athletes not staying at the Edgewater now and they've, and people have gotten smarter and moved, do you know? Yes. I think nobody's staying in Edgewater anymore. Oh, interesting. Okay. And so, how, when you when you booked did you book those rooms right when do you book those rooms do you have to book them before you even know you're going before you even win the semifinal so the thing is i never book it before the semifinals just not to jinx it okay and uh, you you are not allowed to like you can't book it basically you need to have a connection to somebody who can book the room 
through through CrossFit. So CrossFit holds all the rooms so that people CrossFit can get holds them. all the rooms. And okay. Only the judges and volunteers can get it. And uh, like you need to be very patient and be on their site all the time. It, or you can like get connection through somebody else, which is what I did and got the room. No shit. It's like yeah. mafia shit. <laughs> like when you're third year at the games, you, you get to know some stuff. But I can imagine if you're like 10 years, like DK, you get to know a lot more. So. Uh, wow. Okay. Right, right, right. Wow, that's good shit. Okay, so this is stuff that rookies don't know. Rookies are like five miles For away sure. in a in a yeah, rookies Airbnb. Are in the edge water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, and, and it looked like that was a Hilton property, so it looks like it's a nice hotel. Yeah, it's Hilton. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And then, and then, uh, any plans after the games? Uh, no. So uh, I have. So I'm the uh, one of the directors of the PFAA uh, association. And uh, we are holding this meeting uh, Monday morning. Uh, after the games. After the games, before everybody else goes home. And after that, uh, 7 p.m., I have flight uh, back home. Uh, then I'm going to stay at home for one day, and I'm going for a, a holiday uh, seaside at Montenegro with Anya. Oh, wow. So, yeah, immediately. <laughs> hey, why not, since it's so expensive to come out here, why not... Um uh get some downtime here why not find a place like just in the woods or fuck i don't know even go to cookville for a week or is that is, what do people do well i don't know like i i just know where i like to spend my time off mm, okay i don't like i don't want to experiment right after right. the games i, I just right. want to chill like right. if that makes sense yep totally so, yeah in in your in your coach at the game will be who will it be facundo so officially my coach is Fahunda and he programs for me and uh, like we uh, have a relationship for two years now and I, he helped me tremendously. But uh, at the site, uh, my uh, coaching pass, uh, Anya will have my coaching pass since uh, Roman ha has gets two, one for the translation and one for the oh. coach. So Fahunda will get his. You ever think about pretending like your English isn't so good so you can get a second pass? <laughs> uh, that train left. <laughs> so. oh, yeah. uh, Caleb, can I see can I see uh, Montenegro? Yeah, when you can say things like um uh that train uh left, that means your English is too good. Yeah. yeah. Where where is where's Montenegro? What's, uh, what's so it's it was one country before uh, Serbia and Montenegro was uh -huh. a country and then we separated so we are now Serbia as one country and Montenegro as another country, but we speak the same language and it's basically everything the same. And uh, it's just under the Serbia on the like southeast, southwest. And, and and why will you go there? Is there water there or something? Oh, oh okay. uh, yeah. Uh, Anya's parents have house there. So yeah, that's exactly where we're gonna go. No that's shit. The, that's best, I think. So yeah, we're going there. Okay, so that looks nice. It, it's it's just quite. You're just gonna sit there and drink coffee and stare yeah, into the like eyes a, of your of your girlfriend and chill. Exactly. So it's just it's for the like old people who yeah, don't do I anything. Like that. So exactly where we are going. Um. Uh. That is that water clean? That Adriatic Sea? You can go in there. Oh yeah, it's super clean. It's super nice. Oh, you're awesome. I'm so happy for you. What, so, yeah. so th that's good, good life after the games. But first, yeah, so it's, take, it's take a, care of business. 
it's a good reward. Yes, exactly. Like, the thing is, I know whatever happens at the games, I will still have Anya, I will still go to that place and uh, I will have peace of mind, whatever happens, but still I want to, like, do really good and, like, show up and, like, I want to, like, get all of my goals done before I go there. What place did you take your first year at the games? Ninth. And then you took eighth last year? Yes. Yeah, crazy. Is is there a goal this year? Yeah. There is? Do you speak about it? I don't want to speak about it because I heard 15 guys saying they want a podium. Uh-huh. And, like, there's three spots, so. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Um, is, do, you, do you ever sit and look at the names? And yeah. be like, okay, I can beat that guy. I can beat that guy. That guy's gonna I, be a handful. I, I can, I can beat them all. You can beat them all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. On my best day and their best day, I think we we are all like close. So it's just gonna be who can grind more. God, I love you. The thing uh, is, <laughs> people are under underestimating me, and uh, like I heard people talking about the semifinals and like, oh, Lazar's scores are not really comparable to the. American scores and stuff, but it's like they don't understand that I did it with 80% and I still won. So, like, after day one, I had the lead of 50 points. So, like, I, like, paced myself through the whole competition, basically. So, like, it's, you can't really compare the regions like that. Uh, fair enough. The, um, I, when when you say that on your best day and their best day, it's game on, you got it. Um, what does a best day look like? Like, do you know when you wake up in the morning, oh, shit, the machine's ready to go or, uh-oh, something's not right? To be honest, like, there is, like, in training for me, uh, I ever feel like, oh, it's my 100%. Oh, this day I'm going to do crazy stuff. But then, like... Uh, like I wake up and I do like crazy running session in the morning and I get heat stroke from all the sun. And then I do like gymnastics and I do uh, like a workout and stuff. And then in the evening I PR my back spot. Like how, how, I don't know. So yeah. Okay. Like, and, and that happens on a shitty days. And when I come to the gym, like, Oh, what I'm going to lift now. And I PR my back spot. So like my best day, I, I really don't know how good that will be. But it will be very good. Yeah, that that must feel good. Also, you know, if you can basically, what, what I'm hearing you say is, is if you make it to the starting line, it could be your best day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, it, it, any uh, anything that concerns you uh, about those? Um, I don't know. However many events they are, let's say there's going to be 13 events. Anything that's like, okay, I just need to make it through the swim, or I just need to make it through the heavy event, or I just need to make it through the gymnastics event. Is there any one that's like? Ugh, not really. Like I, I know I fixed a lot of my holes. Mm-hmm. I still, I still have one left, but I can't tell you what it is. Okay. And, I don't think uh, of you as having any holes. It's interesting. Okay. I had. I like my first year. I was too weak. Uh, then second year, I was still one of the weakest, and like some of the stuff happened uh, in the second year. And uh, yeah, this year I improved everything so much, and uh, I, I just like can't wait to show it and. Uh, as events are concerned, I just can't make any slip-ups on my end like last year. Last year, I miscounted a lap 
then like I went super hard in like last part of the capital and turned off. Then after the capital, there was an event with Muslabs that I should have done much better, but I couldn't because I was uh, going super crazy on capital. Then there was this judge thing that happened on the handstand push-ups. So it's basically like I got uh, 30-something uh, on the uh, handstand push-up event, and I got 25th on the muscle-up event, and yeah, stuff like that. But yeah, look at this guy. Look at Jelly clown. fucking with you. Is he saying your yoke? Clown. Is he saying your yoke carry is weak? <laughs> no, he beat me in Madrid on yoke carry. Oh, 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 oh. Nobody cares. I won the competition. <laughs> um, uh, hey, he, that's a big man, right? <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy. Is he too big to win the CrossFit Games? He's just a. Is he just a? Uh, he, is he just what I call Daniel Brandon when you're just garnish? Is is he is just missing? has. Too many holes for now, but he's okay. Be good. He's not too big, but he's too big too, right? He's just a, um, he's well, kind of like he's, he's like the giraffe big, at the zoo. You just want to watch him, but he has no chance. He's well, if Fikowski is not too big, he's not too big. So like, all right, we'll there's see. There's no, there's no rules. I can't wait to have this guy on the podcast. He's he's great, fun, okay. fun guy. Um, uh, this what what you said is really cool. A lot of people will say, "Hey, on my best day, I can beat everyone," and you didn't say that. You said. On my best day and their best day, um, you you still feel confident you can beat them. What it's a it's a, it's a it's a great line. Um, uh, physically, you're better than you've ever been. Oh, for sure. And emotionally, my head is in the right spot. And uh, okay, so the, and is that the right way to ask? Is it is it emotions? The thing is, like, every, I I was thinking about this a lot. Everybody says. Uh, Oh, when I qualify games, the fun starts. Like the fun training starts. You're not doing it right if, if it's that way. Like I feel very, very tired and mentally very drained from all the training that's been going. And like it's not a fun training. Like whoever says, Oh, it's fun train fun training for the cross games, like you're not doing it right. That's why you're not gonna be <laughs> like top five, top ten, like podium. If it's fun for you, you're like it's it's okay. Like you don't need to love it at the moment. Like I, I will love it when I do good at the games. Awesome. Hey, dude, uh, I can't wait to see you. And it's going to be great to meet you in person and uh, give you a big old hug. I can't Are wait you to gonna see, be there? see you, Madison. I, oh, super, I, I have a, I did buy a ticket to Chicago. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I suspect uh, I, that's close to Madison, right? <laughs> like two-hour drive, I think. Okay, so I think I'm, ge I'm getting closer. <laughs> nice. Uh, good to see you, brother, and same, um, same. and our paths will cross soon. And thanks for, for making sure. the time. I know this is a tough time for you guys, and I really appreciate you doing this. Sunday is International Rest Day, so how could I say now? <laughs> Perfect, all right. <laughs> Thank you so much, my friend. Cheers, Talk bye. Soon. Say hi to your bye. brother for me, please. I will. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Let's go, Lazar. Lazar, Lazar, Lazar. You say it. Lazar. Lazar. I wanted to say his name like a hundred times, but, I, but I'm just always afraid I'm going to fuck it up. Lazar. I don't know why it's so hard for me to remember. Lazar. Lazar Jukic. He's cool. Super cool. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, he's, in touch, he's in touch with himself. I like it. You know what I mean by that? Like he's... Mm -hmm. He's got words to describe like himself, his feelings. He's, 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 he's in, I don't know. He's into, I, 
he's in touch with himself. Okay. Yeah. And, and able to express it. You know, sometimes you talk to athletes and you're like, fuck, are you really an athlete? Are you really in touch with yourself? They're all head cases. Oh, maybe that's what it is. No, I mean everybody else, but he seems very like mellow and understanding of how he feels. The, um, your shirt is I bought three. Uh, when the games are over, I'm going to come home and I'm going to take everything out of this room. And then I, I bought uh, a carpet, a gray and white carpet that's kind of like your shirt, shag carpet. This is from uh, Sherpa Works. Maybe he got the idea from a shag carpet. Maybe he did. Uh, Sevi, you have to drive past my house on the way from Chicago to Madison. Don't come here, though. I see you in Madtown. Okay. I don't know who that is. How could I see you? Patrick. Morning. Hi. I feel um, I'm flattered. Yeah. Why yeah. That? Just because you're shirtless, it, it shows a sign of comfort. You're disarmed. You've you're, you've you've come disarmed. Vulnerable. Oh yeah. Thanks. Social norms uh, stop me from doing that everywhere, but uh, it's my own house, so I don't wear a lot of shirts. Is, is that true? That if I didn't have to wear shirts in public, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, basically, yeah. You prefer clothes are ridiculous. Comfort, temperature. Yeah, That's paramount. Uh, so it's uh, like it's hot here right now, and I'm too. I don't want to turn my AC on in my house. Yeah. So I'm just. I'll wear a shirt, and then as it gets cooler, I'll start. I'll wear a sweater. I'll wear a jacket. But whatever's comfortable, that's what matters. Layer. Well, um, why don't you want to turn on your AC? Save money. Yeah, I feel like we just don't. Because I, I think mostly because I'd be liable to forget to turn it off too. I like I just don't deal with that stuff regularly. So like heat heat and cooling, we just tend to I'll open windows and make a cross breeze and do things like that. But I tend to just leave it alone. And you and your wife are on the same page on that. Yeah, I feel like she's more likely to want it warmer. Um, so you know, I'm very much like I'll, I'm happy to wear a sweater or something like that. We just tend to not touch it. We're pretty on the same page with that. We're like we're frugal. I feel like we're like ah yeah, me we too. Need, we me don't need too. we don't need we don't need to pay for some heat. Like I got some blankets over there or whatever. It's hard when it's hot. Like we get heat waves now and then that come in through here, and I don't like being hot. And it's different when you have a two year old too, who's like I don't want him to be there. Like what the hell is going on here? How come like I can't regulate my body temperature? So. How where are you again? You're on you're on the island. Yeah, I'm on Vancouver Island. And so I, I'm going to say, I, I wonder how far. Do you know how many miles uh, north you are of me, of, of let's say San Francisco? It'd be pretty easy to check. Want me to look? 1,500. Or no, that, that's Caleb's job. Don't take his job from him. <laughs> it's uh, it'd be, it'd I'm gonna be a guess, lot. I'm going to guess 1,500. It's, I feel like it's farther than I always think. I'm always like, oh, you know, the big distance in North America is, uh, you know, east-west. But going north-south from all the way to from like yeah southern california to up here it's still really far i could see you for 692 dollars oh can i see how many miles it is not how much it costs to oh maybe click the car one or the walking one click the walking guy or the biking guy <laughs> yeah. you can't it's not no, even an option no oh oh because nice, he's on an nice island hike. no yeah. shit all right I won't even give you a ferry option how many days a year Vellner, do you need ac there you think it's less than 14 less than two weeks it just depends how hardcore you want to be. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. It, we probably could turn it on. Like, I'm sure my neighbors have theirs on right now. But just don't. It's like yeah. you wouldn't absolutely need it unless there's a pretty 
big heat wave. And sometimes there is, and it'll be like, you know, a hundred degrees for a couple weeks. And then no it's not shit so bad. up there. It gets like, so we never need it. We never need it here in Santa Cruz. The only time that you wish you had it is first. If you're, if your house really heats up, yeah. For some reason, you don't experience it until like six or seven at night. So there'll be a couple. So that's what our bedrooms upstairs yeah. uh, on like a split level. And it's it was like an addition when they renovated this house. So the, the ventilation is not great up to our bedroom. So it just collects heat up here. Like you can feel really fine on the main floor most of the day. And then you walk up at the end of the day into our bedroom and you're like, holy shit, this is a sweat box. So yeah. yeah. Fortunately, it's up high and we live pretty close to the water where there's like mostly breeze most of the time. So you can kind of get some wind pushing the air through and it doesn't get as stuffy. But we have the same problem at night for sure. And that's mostly when you notice it. And then you just can't sleep. So that's, yeah, it's not not a problem. <laughs> like that's where I notice it the most. Um, but we get like, we get some pretty decent heat. It's easy to manage though, because I think similar to you guys, like when you're next, when you're at the coast, like when we're Open next to window. the water, it like, yeah. You can you can survive pretty fine. So it's mostly when you get stuck somewhere where there's no breeze or there's it's really stuffy and it gets really really hot. But fortunately, where you live though, there can also be crazy fluctuations between like you probably there's probably days like epic days where you have almost sixty degrees of fluctuation, fifty degrees, right? I mean, you could have a a fifty degree night and a hundred and five degree day once a year. Uh maybe I would say if so, not very often. Right, right. Um, but that'd be like more when you're getting into the shoulder season where it's getting a lot cooler at night. The, what the did you call it? What season? That's shoulder season, like outside of like summer, dead summer and dead winter. Do you know that like, term, Caleb? Have you heard that shoulder season? No. Yeah. No, me neither. I think it's like a, tour, a tourism term. <laughs> sh- 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 and you're on a tourist island, so you would know those like you hear that shit. I've been a tourist a lot myself too. So I, again, back to my frugalness, I feel like I tend to travel during shoulder season cause it's cheaper. Yeah. I like that. I'm actually, I'm surprised you travel as much as you do for as frugal as you are. That's one of the things about my frugalness of traveling just sounds completely stupid to me, like a waste of money. That's I can't even enjoy my job. My, I can't enjoy myself when I'm traveling. I'm too frugal. I, I can't do my job if I stay on my Island. That's the problem. Oh, so i got no choice uh we uh lazar was just on here and he said something you know you'll hear people say uh on my best day um i can um i can win but he said uh on my best day i can beat all the other guys on their best day and i really liked that i really like his confidence yeah (laughs) i really i really like that and uh and he won his semifinal. Over there, yeah, over good there, one. A good one too. Yeah, in in Europe, yeah. Um, is your confidence skyrocketing right now? Um, no. What? I think that's a story you tell yourself. I think Lazar is there saying that because that's what he's supposed to say. Games training—that's not how it feels. Like you're, some days you feel amazing. The next day you'll feel absolutely beat to shit. You can't well, he did say that cases. too. You can't hit routine lists. So what's he talking about? He's blowing smoke up your ass. It's well, like, well, it's not, that's a confidence that you can project forward to be like, oh yeah, in three weeks, I'm going to be so good. But like, you don't know anything like it. It's a, you make yourself as ready as you can be, but you know, there's games training is a, a it's a gong show. Like sometimes things are just the volume so high, the demands are so high. It's, it's really hard 
and I would say it's impossible without, I don't know, some extreme level of optimism to have that level of confidence all the time. Uh, it's just, I don't know. He, maybe, he did, I'm, he, maybe I'm just, uh, he did see eye to eye with you there though, Patrick. He said, um, Hey, if someone tells you that they're enjoying games training, he said they're either lying or they're doing it wrong. He says it is absolutely fucking a nightmare. Basically, he says it is so fucking hard. He says none of it's fun. And th this is like the peak of it, probably right now for most athletes. Is like you're probably getting to the end of your really hard stuff, and then there's going to be something's going to give. Either the volume's going to change a little bit, or the intensity's going to change a little bit to try to start coming down to prep for competition. But no, he's not wrong about that. And there are great, like there are fun days and there's good stuff and there's whatever. And I, I'm not sure where he's still in Europe, isn't he? Yeah. He's in Serbia. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, it depends. Like some people are, they're already coming over to the U S and people, or people have training partners and people like, I can only speak for myself personally, but my body's beat up and I'm training by myself all but one day of the week. Uh, and it's, it's a, it's hard. It's a grind. Like I, I'm getting to this point at my wits end, which is usually how it should be at the end of the, I like to think that at the end of games training, you should feel like you cannot do another day of it. And then it's like, you're just ready to do the thing, show up to the competition and, and put it on the table. But, uh, I'm, I'm glad for Lazo's confidence. I'll see, uh, we'll see. Cause I like to think that, uh, on a pretty average day, I can beat Lazar. On, on a pretty average day. Yeah. Like a Thursday um, or something. <laughs> um, uh, well, uh, well, you 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 beat uh, Fakowski and Samuel Quant uh, when it mattered. Uh, two fucking absolute savages. I don't think people realize. Uh, I think a lot of people know how fucking amazing Fakowski is. I don't think a lot of people realize that uh, Samuel Quant is no Sam fucking. Flies joke. under the radar. He's, he's yeah. Very he's fit. fucking the real deal. Yeah. Uh, um. Who's the person you train with one day a week? Just a local guy at my gym. He's like a quarterfinals level guy. It just gives me some company. Is that all he does? It's just company? I mean, it's like, it's fun. It's more fun to be there and like I can chat with somebody a little bit between things, but it's just, it's nice to have somebody. Misery loves company. So I'm like, I think at the end of a week, so my training week is kind of like, I work Monday, I train Tuesday, Wednesday, pretty big days. Thursday, I have like a, a long swim. And then Saturday, Friday through Sunday is like three really long, hard days, like kind of like competition days. And then so by Sunday, I'm just like, you're just worn out. So it's really nice. He's able to come in on Sundays just to coach at our gym. And uh, he provides some much needed reprieve at that point, where it just makes me feel a little better about the whole thing. Um, uh, uh, why only one day a week? Why not have him come? Uh, it's easier to schedule on Sundays. It's probably the easiest answer. He's just like, he's coaching at the gym and doing some other things. And because my schedule is hard to follow during the rest of the week, um, it's just a big ask. Like Saturdays, he probably could as well, but we've just like, just, he's tr doing training for his own things as well. So I think he doesn't want to deviate from his own plan too much, but one day a week is pretty manageable. So he's just been doing, he Sundays. should, he needs to deviate. Your plan, you, deviating from his plan and doing your plan is going to make him better. Is it though? That's sort yes. of not yes. true at all. No, like totally he's in the true. off season. He's, he's got to get stronger. He's got to do a few things. He's a quarterfinals. Games dude. training is not. Uh, yeah, but that's, drive, that's so. If you're a quarterfinals, he should drive you guy, to the airport. He should drive you to the airport. Jump doing games training. You're gonna you're gonna have a hard time. So, but it's good. He's a uh, he's keen and he he 
he does most of the workouts uh as written except when the loading is super inappropriate but he uh he's been good he's he's very he's it's been a lot of fun to have somebody to work out with and i, and I don't get that very often so um it has been good are you looking past the games at all um in terms of events you would do uh so i have been a little bit in terms of planning because i have to plan my year and another thing is right after the games i have like probably a month and a half of just i'm i'm like off on holidays i have like three weddings and a couple things going on in that month and a half so i've i've been dealing with a bunch of logistical planning for all that stuff so i have kind of been just being like oh man it'll be kind of nice when the games ends and I can just like start to chip away at all these things that are piling up. But um, I've looked at a few things in the off season. I think we, you mark certain dates and you try not to, it's like save the date stuff. Like you just make sure you don't double book yourself. Um, like dates, like when the rogue imitational is uh, there's an event in, uh, in the UK that I might go out to, uh, you know, things like that. We're trying to book a, t- a trip to see my family over Christmas my like my wife's schedule gets usually they start to book call shifts like uh like six months in advance pretty much so she's trying to give dates for call shifts already so because of that we kind of have to be organized and plan what are call shifts is she she's a physician yeah so she does labor and delivery as well um so she does that's it's 24-hour call shift for the obstetrics groups in town okay um, you said you're frugal, but you have three weddings to go to. It is a as a fellow frugal person, I don't do I don't do weddings. Weddings don't work in a frugal man's life. You should see how many I turned down. Oh, okay, um, good. The weddings disgusting. Well, I think I think I have three friends all getting married on games weekend. Oh, that's nice. Congratulations. That's a good. That's nice because you have a built-in uh, excuse, right? It's funny. I sometimes think that people put it like it's. I mean, it's like the August long weekend. It's a pretty big weekend, but. Uh, I think some people kind of put it there maybe as a, they know I'm going to say no. So they can have the, you know, they get the props of sending the invite, but they know oh, I'm not going to say pay yes. for your food. They're frugal too. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> hey, it's, they're my friends. Of course they are. But, uh, well, one of them after the, the games is actually my brother's wedding. So that's a tough one to say no to. Um, and actually there's one that's a friend of ours who's, they're getting married right near where my wife's family is. So we're going to go see my wife's family as well. And okay. Two birds with one so it's just like, it makes sense sometimes, but again, this is the thing about living on an Island, right? It's quite a process to get off the Island and go do things. And like, we got to figure out what to do with the dog and you got to fly the baby now across the country and everything's far. Like everything is far when you live on the Island. So yeah, uh, we try, we try not to leave super often. And I feel like around the games, like we're already in like, we're leaving mode. So I go right from the games to visit my family and then we come home for like where's your family four or Patrick? five days they're like so i don't know how well your uh canadian geography Horrible. is they're, they're in Horrible. alberta which is like we're the we're in the westernmost province of canada the next one in that the rockies kind of splits the rocky mountains they're they're in that one so they're just like a little bit east of me it's probably about a from where i am it's like a 12 14 hour drive but it'd be like a long drive, short flight from where I am here. You're born and raised there. Is that where you're born and raised? Yeah. So I'm like right in between Calgary and Edmonton, about halfway is where I got, where I grew up. Oh, your parents must be bummed that their grandkids so far away. 
Well, and right now we're far away from both of our families. So it's kind of, uh, it's like, are a, you guys going to move or are you guys everybody. happy where you're at? I think we are going to move probably East closer to my wife's family. Um, and that'll just, yeah, it'll make it a bit easier. We'll, we'll end up doing like summers or things maybe out by my family, but, uh, yeah, it's nice to hey, have some help for sure. How, how old your kid now? How old your son? Uh, two and two years in a month, two, two, and, and, two plus one, one. And your wife is out with him right now uh, alone somewhere. Um, yeah, she's actually, she, she's with her cousins. They just went camping on the Island. Like they're just like a few hours North of where we are right now, but they just took them camping for the weekend. So I'm here with the dog and they've got the baby. Have you ever taken him alone overnight? Just you and him? Uh, yeah, we have a few times. No shit. Yeah. Look at you. You're like a real dad. Yeah. He's also very good and very easy. We went, so when I went and did the open announcement this year in New Jersey, what I actually did was I flew from where we live to where my, where my parents live. And then I, I'd handed him off to my folks for, you know, four or five days while I went out and did that. And so I stopped over there, delivered him, flew to New Jersey on the way home. I stopped back in, picked him up, came back. So he just spent like four or five days with his grandparents and hung out. He's got no, he's, he's great. He's super, super easy to manage. He's very independent. He's super fun. He's hilarious right now. Like he's speaking full sentences now and he's just like, he's so funny. How old are your parents? Uh, my dad is 63. My mom's 65. Turning 65 I'm impressed. And you dropped a grandkid off with him. That's good shit. Yeah, they're great. Also, my younger brother lives in town, basically close to them, and he's got a, a son that's basically the same age as mine, and a, a daughter that's a little bit older. But uh, so they have lots of kids stuff around already, and there's just like they're kind of well equipped for it. So it was an easy delivery. A couple bucks for Pat for having the chebs out. What are the chebs? The titties? What are the chebs? You know what the chebs are? That's the English term for something. Yeah, pain um, accounts. Some must be. Yeah, that makes sense. That's how I would read it. Uh, if he's as frugal as he says, I bet he did. He did. Stephen Plyler. Plyler. It's actually not hard, and there are a lot of benefits for doing so. Oh, I wonder what Stephen said. He said he was going to do that, and I. Th- uh, fuck. Oh, here we go. Here's. Uh, does he? Uh, are you still using reusable diapers? Shit, uh, yeah, we only only not when we travel, because uh, it's obviously I don't want to pile up in a massive pile of them in my luggage. Like if I if I don't have access to laundry, but we still do. So what do you he's do also with the he, he's basically he's basically not in diapers anymore. He uses one a day when he naps, basically still um, as a just in case. But they're mostly dry, uh, and then in a day he's not using any. How's cloth diaper work? If he shits in there, how do you get the shit off? Like you unfold it and then just shake the shit off into the trash can. It we usually what you would like what we put in is like you have these little liners that you would put in so that you can kind of like. It's uh, easy to take it out of the thing. And then you can just like uh, dump it in the toilet. Yeah. But then, yeah, you, you wash them on like a pretty heavy duty wash. Um, and we just have like a big wet bag that we'll, you let them pile up in there until the bag's pretty full or it's time to do laundry. You ever seen a deuce that's so bad? You're like, I'm just throwing this diaper away. This cloth no, diaper we, away. No, we take, we, we, we manage them. You do? Yeah. But You've been tempted and, though. You've been tempted. Here, like, here's the other thing. If people, if people are like, oh, the, 
the cloth diaper thing is frugal. I, I don't think it really is. It's actually just like better for, it's more like, I don't want to say like eco-conscious, but it's like, there's a lot of waste in, in disposable diapers. And it just like feels nice to not be putting that many diapers in a landfill. Um, but we also bought all of our reusable diapers secondhand. Oh. Um, so we bought them on like a, like a Facebook marketplace kind of thing. Very uh, we, we tend to buy like most of our kids stuff through that because if not all because it's just like i feel like kids go through things so fast like you can buy stuff that someone bought for their kids and they use three times and then they outgrew it and then it's like it's it's just so easy to get stuff that's pretty well um in really good shape uh on marketplace the thing is in california everything you buy on facebook marketplace you have to like um spend time washing the fentanyl residue off of so I mean, probably a good practice to wash anything you buy off of there anyway. But it's an extra it's an extra step. My my kid the other day found this um, plastic cell phone on the ground and it, and it was like it's like something you would see like in in a um, convenience store and like you open the cell phone and I guess there would be candy in there for kids. Right. Oh, OK. Like, yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. It's like an Altoids container, but it's in the shape of a cell phone. So he finds this thing on the ground. Right. And he picks it up. And, he, and I immediately grab it from him. And he's like, I want this. I'm, like, I'm going to bring it home and wash it first. But because it looks exactly like the kind of thing like one of my college buddies would have. I don't know if you had college buddies who were into Coke or meth, but they would have little yeah. containers like that that open up I and they'd have a in. razor blade. And, yeah. And a credit yeah, card yeah. and a little bindle blow. And you're just like, next thing I know, my kid's got his own little fucking container for blow. <laughs> and he's six. I'm like, uh, no. It's like, no, it's, well, yeah, it's I a mean, toy. It's, I mean, I think anything you're picking out off the street, like, yeah, giving it a little wash is probably not a bad idea, right? Yeah, um, he took it's it. It's tough right now. My kids are at the age where he's picking it up and putting it straight in his mouth. So. Straight in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my, my kids yeah, can do figure that. figure that one out. So, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, when when you go to that uh, regional and um, and Medeiros does, uh, takes the placement he did, does that fire you up a little bit? Are you like – do you have an assessment of it? Do you think, oh wow, I'm 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 fucking the man right now, or wow, he really fucked up. Him and Ellie have fucking lost their way and are staring too much into each other's eyes and not training hard enough. Or like, do you have any analysis of that? Like, does that give you a little? Well, Ellie sure didn't. Didn't what? She won her semifinal. Oh yeah. Oh, maybe she's not looking into his eyes. <laughs> yeah, maybe they should <laughs> investigate that. They should look <laughs> into that a little bit. Does it give you a little fuel? Like, oh shit, this fucking guy is beatable. Like he showed a chink in his armor. Um, look, I think that competing is uh, it's a, it, that, that's an interesting part of the job. It, like, it really it is the job. Like, that's where you show up and you're evaluated. But you you more easily remember the bad days and the mistakes than the good days. Like, I don't walk away from a win usually with a lot to learn from. Right. And that's kind of what we're trying to do is get better and figure out how to patch holes or make yourself unbeatable. And when you win, it's harder to look at those things. So you kind of walk off thinking, ah, you know, things are pretty good. Um, but when you lose or you make mistakes, it's really easy to, to flag areas and be like, okay, this needs to be better. That needs to be better. So, you know, I wouldn't say I like finished and then felt like this. Oh yeah, I'm the man. Like I'm still trying to look at the areas that uh, I needed to be better at. And there were for sure some, um, but you know, I would say that my overall assessment of it, I did have an assessment of it. And it was just that like, Justin had a bad weekend and he doesn't have a lot of those. Like, I think people have gotten used to seeing Justin compete and execute in a way that's frankly astounding. Like he, he maximizes points at every possible intersection and 
he tends to just always make the right decision. He's a really good and really smart competitor. And he just like, he had a couple things happen to him that bounced him around a little bit. And he struggled a little bit to rally quickly. And then he did like at the end on the last day, he had a great last day. So I think it was just kind of, I was watching it and being like, huh, okay, this is interesting. Cause after day one, I just kind of, I was in the lane next to him. So I, I could hear exactly what happened. I knew what happened. I knew he got some no reps and at like kind of critical parts of those workouts um, uh, for particularly events two and three. And I was running next to him on the runner and he was not running super fast. So my assessment after two days was like, he got a couple tough, no reps in tough spots. And then it kind of, it stole a bit of confidence and deflated him a little bit. And it's hard. Like it's, it's really easy to compete confidently and really easy to compete when you're, when things are going smooth, everybody, when things are going good, it's easy to be good. But when things start going bad, it's then it's sometimes hard to figure out what to do and you start second guessing your decisions. And so I think he, for the first time that we've seen since he's been very front and center, watched him deal with that. <laughs> and it's like, it's not a super easy situation to be in. Uh, and I know that because I've been in that situation a lot. I've done that a lot to myself. So I think it was, you know, it was just watching him flex a different muscle and figure out how to do it. And I, I saw the the comment get made that like, you know, by his, his Sunday was really good. And that's only events six and seven. So, you know, at the games, you're maybe halfway through the weekend. And then if he, if he's, if it took him two or three events to just get his ship back together and then he's right at the ship and he's deadly again for the remaining six events, um, that's still a great weekend. Right. So I don't think he's like, we have anything to worry about in Justin, but I think what it showed is that he's susceptible to the same things that we all are. Uh, he's had managed to have very strong competitions in the last kind of two year cycles, but, uh, and nobody's immune to it. There's going to be bad events. There's going to be bad days. And sometimes it is hard and it can take you two or three events to just get your feet back under you and feel confident again. Like, okay, I'm, I'm like, I'm where I'm, I need to be. Um, so I think we, yeah, that was all it was. And I, I think that there's my hope at the end of it was that it just sort of shows a little bit of a chink in the armor and that all the other guys watching, I couldn't tell you how many of the other guys like from the East were texting me over the course of the weekend being like, Hey, what's going on? Like, is, is Justin okay? Is he sick? Is what, like, what's the deal there? Um, so people were very interested and, and, and very intrigued to watch him stumble and see what happens. So, um, you know, I think he'll be fine is the thing, but I think everybody else sees that there's, uh, you know, not that there's weakness there, but that there's a level of susceptibility and vulnerability that there maybe didn't seem to be uh, in the last couple of years. So I would say different to what we saw from someone like Matt, who just like, it was wire to wire by 200 points every single time. And nobody was like, there was like this air of unbelievability. Like, I don't even think it's possible to beat him. But now it's like, yeah, I beat him. And so did three other guys. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So yeah, that, uh, Brad that, Samuel like, Khan and Cole, and Cole Grayshaber, a, a rookie to the games. Wait, did Cole go to the games last year? Cole Grayshaber yeah, last year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, um, what what was event number five again? So four and five were the the run into the heavy snatch, oh, and then the okay. light snatch into the run. Okay, so he did it was eight snatches and then uh, eight hundred meters on the runner for event yeah. five because that one you really put it to him. You took first and he took twenty fourth. Yeah. That's huge. And that, I don't know, that one to me was the one that stood out on the weekend of like, 
I hope he's okay. Because I don't know. Oh, when like when the texts start coming in, like, oh, is something wrong? You mean it's it's so yeah. far behind? Is something wrong? Okay. Well, and just because there's not that much to that workout, like it's like you do eight snatches and then you run as hard as you can for 800 meters. Like there really isn't execution doesn't make a big factor there. Like, you know, something like Linda, I know he, he was getting a few no reps on the bench, which can make a huge difference really fast. And so suddenly that could, that could rob you of 10 places super fast. And, but that's like, you know, a little execution thing, or maybe even a tough call here and there, like, what are you going to do? Same thing on the ruck bag. He lost a few places. Cause I know he got some no reps on the, the ring complex, which again, super costly, no reps. So he was getting some calls that just like, they were tough calls. And so he was figuring out how to battle back from that. But that was one where I'm like, Justin's not a bad runner. And I was running next to him and I was running like what felt like twice as fast, like watching his light foot cadence compared to mine. I was like, is he, what's he doing? Uh, and it, that- I remember having a moment on the runner being like, what's like is he gonna kick or like what's happening here and so that was that was the most uncharacteristic finish i would say uh the other ones that there was reasons for them that were pretty apparent but that was the only one that i couldn't i couldn't find a reason for Uh, um uh, pat can can you say um get to the chopper like in my arnold voice oh yeah it's up to you it was just funny because we had we had you know that line you knew that it was from that movie get yeah, to the yeah. job yeah because we had a lazar on here and and they wanted oh yeah see it wouldn't be as good as lazar's get to the chopper <sighs> what movie is that from like predator i think it's predator yeah it's one of those like 90s arnold movies i don't know uh how many times a year does pat train with his coach like in person i'm assuming is the question um it depends on like what you mean like days or like how many like periods of the year. Like I, I probably have one time a year that I would have a training camp with her. She's come out West a couple of times or I I'll be out East uh, for some reasons uh, or pre-competition. We'll usually get a few in like, we're going to be at the, in Madison, you know, a week early and we're going to do some training there. She's going to be there. We're going to have like kind of a week of final prep stuff there. So um it's on. It's not that often. It's not as often as I would like, for sure. And I think w- when we move out east, it'll be a little more often, hopefully. I'll be um, much, much closer, like two hours away, instead of like a seven-hour flight. So the move, there's two things you're kind of implying there, that the move is imminent uh, and, and cl- coming close, and also that you are gonna you have a, a career ahead of you past this year. Yeah, I think at least. Why not? Yeah. Not exactly washed up. Fuck it, no. But you're old. Yeah, says you. All right, fine. Says me. Fine. Um, and and the champ's waning. We 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 see something wrong. Yeah, with I think he's, so you're, he's you're getting reinvigorated. Old. He's getting you're old. reinvigorated. Justin's getting old. Yeah, he's getting some miles on there. <laughs> no, I mean I don't know. It's it's there are days where I, retirement feels close. Where you're like, fuck this, I'm. Why am I still doing this to myself? I'm hurt. This sucks. And then there's days where things go really well and you, or you, you get to do cool things or yeah, you put it together at a nice big competition. And then you're like, man, actually, you know what? It's not that bad. It washes away a lot of the pain when things go well. So I was talking to someone uh, yesterday about this, actually. It's an interesting sports are just interesting. I think that there's, there's a lot of pieces that come together and, 
um, I look at what I've been able to do and accomplish in my career and, and I've been super fortunate. Um, you know, I think that I, I put in a lot of work, but so do a lot of people. And, you know, the, your, your best effort is the bare minimum. Uh, so the, the time I put in, there are just as many people at all those semifinals who put in the same amount of time as me. Um, or something close to it and feel like they're doing absolutely everything they possibly can. But I show up to semifinals and I come first and then it feels like, Oh, all that work was super worth it. And somebody could put in the same amount of work or what feels like basically everything they possibly could have done and show up and take 30th. And that's, which probably did happen. Yeah. Right? Of course it did. Somebody's got to come 30th. And it's just like, that's a harder pill to swallow. And it just, it depends on your goals. Like maybe your goal was just to make it to semis. And then you're like, you made it and you were able to finish middle of the pack. And you're like, that's actually awesome. But, and my goals just are different, but I, I don't know. I'm certainly guilty of goal pull shift, goal pull shifting. So if I was saying, ah, I just want to make semis. And then I made it suddenly I'm like, I want to finish top half. And if I was just close, then I'd be frustrated. So at least when you finish with a good performance, you're like, you know what, those years of like, or those days of pulling my hair out, feeling like I'm at my wits end in training. Yeah. At least, at least there was this now and I get this moment. Um, so I've been super fortunate. Like I've had, I've had more good days than bad in my career. That's for sure. So um, when it comes to competition, I, I have a pretty, a pretty good uh, track record. So that's nice, but it's not, uh, it's not guaranteed. And so it's, it's interesting. And I think as long as I'm able to do that and, and put together strong performances and feel like I'm still um, competitive with the field at the level, well, that I want to be, then I'm, I'm going to stick around, but I don't want to wane to a point where I'm, I'm like falling really far behind the pace. Yeah. You don't want to, let's be fair. Let me, you don't want to be competitive with the field. You want to be competitive with the top five. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, Christine, Christine Young, um, he's only 33. He's fine. But I think besides Jason Smith, are, are you the most senior person on the um, roster? I think Jason will than me, Will Morad. Well, oh, oh, Will Morad. Yeah, I think Will's Will Morad's been around forever. Wow. Uh, yes, we had this conversation last year, I feel like, when Jason wasn't there and Will had just qualified by like the most epic comeback in games history you like right. covered like an 81 point spread on the last event to qualify and then that made him the oldest guy at the games instead of me <laughs> so it was a, a nice gesture by him but this year we have jason who's just like awesome was he 39 something like that love is, it is he's, he, a, he's he, a war horse he's awesome he is a war horse i can't wait to talk to him and see how he's doing um uh, at least pat looks younger than phil toon uh, is that necessary wad zombie uh, you know what? I saw a video popped up on my Instagram the other day of Phil back squatting 500 for like 10 reps. And I was like, holy shit, this guy. I love it. Um, Elise Carradau, is Pat going to let whoever's doing the behind the scenes film with him this year? Um, I don't know. I'm around. He's around. Whoever wants to do it. I don't know if there's a lot of media at the games this year I'm hearing. Let me tell you, Pat is so easy. Pat is uh, Pat and Josh Bridges uh, are uh, cut from the exact same cloth. They they just roll with whatever. Have yeah, you always been like joke. that, Pat? Did you Try have to, to work to be like that? Yeah. Oh yeah. You have. You I don't do? know. I don't know. It's a good question, actually. You have to ask somebody who knew me when I was much younger. Um, 
It's actually probably fair. I don't think I have always been that way. I think I've been that way post my like younger athletic career. Like when I was competing in gymnastics or in uh, lacrosse, I don't think I was really the same. Maybe more in lacrosse, but not like more like more uptight. Because you seem so chill, like just go with the flow. Yeah. Like you seem like the kind of person, like if you were eating at the stadium at the Line Energy Center and there was like a seven point five earthquake, you'd look up, see your wife and kid fine, and then just keep eating. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, probably not a lot separates a man from his food, <laughs> but uh, I think that to me it's also a bit of a. I'll be the first to admit it's a bit of a defense mechanism in competition oh. where things are are already stressful enough. So right. trying to find ways to take that away um, for even just a moment is super helpful to me. And it just pulls me away from what's happening and being like, you know, yeah, things are about to be really hard or really stressful or whatever, but I don't need to live in that state all the time for the next five hours. Like, let's just right. like, you know, find a way to to pull yourself away from it. And I think a little bit of like cracking some jokes and a bit of silliness and a bit of levity helps that a lot for me. And so you kind of find the other same athletes who have a similar mentality. And, you know, I'm not trying to go knock somebody off their perch. If what they want to do is go stand in the corner and stare at the wall and get hyped, like right. power, power to you. But I, I don't have the energy to do that for an entire weekend anymore. So I'm just not going to. Um, and so I just feel like it's a lot easier to try to, and it makes competition more fun. Um, it's easier to get lost and, how stressful things can be. And also I will say that I've had the luxury of everybody will tell you people are a lot, have a lot more fun and are a lot easier when things are going better. So again, of course, in my career, I've had things go pretty well. I tend to be trending nearer to the top than the bottom. So it's easier to walk around with a smile on your face and, and tell a joke and laugh about it. When if you're being super frustrated and your performance sucks and you're suffering, it's a little harder to do that. Uh, so I don't know. It's probably a bit of situational, but um, we'll see. Well, I'll tell you what. Like last year, after the uh, Thursday event, the shuttle to overhead event, I was not telling a lot of jokes. <laughs> so you you wouldn't have liked to have a chat with me right after that event. That was uh... ripped somebody's head off. Yo, you, you, for you, the bar didn't want to go over your head, right? You just got stopped in that. Uh, yeah, I, I, that was like, again, that's the kind of event that was weird. That was weird. That was like, a, uh, that was weird. It was just like a very specific style of event. And I think it's one where if things go really well and smooth, you're good. Yeah. But as soon yeah. as you make one mistake, it's a really hard one to rally from because you're so rushed already with the time window that, like, if you, if you miss one and then you feel like, should I have to rush again to get the next one to make up for that? Things can fall apart really fast. So I just kind of first round went fine. Second round missed a couple because I was rushing and then like fully lost composure and just like, but I did really well on the run portion. And that was part of my strategy was like looking at the double scoring. It was actually more valuable to run fast than to lift heavy. Cause that was also going to be your tie break for the heavy lifting. So I made the I made the decision to be like you know you got to run harder than you want, um, and it cost me pretty big on the on the shuttle to overhead or on the overhead portion. So that's an I, amazing uh, picture, by the way. Go back to that picture. Just the way your fingers, your left hand is touching that bar, that's an amazing photo. Just so delicate. Yeah, it's just like oh, fuck. like that's like you got to pick up a cat, like you're about to pick up a cactus. 
a Sahara <laughs> or what are those those crazy cactuses called? Like you're like, Fuck. I was thinking it was maybe the juxtaposition of like very delicately holding something that's so heavy and, and clearly yeah. not not fragile. That's <clears throat> good. Hey, um, uh, if there was someone there who was uh, who had a good rapport with you, um, filming like something like the behind the scenes, that, that those are the kind of epic moments, uh, as you walk off where where the gold is, definitely where the the gold is. Yeah, those are tough ones. I remember, so I remember after that event, that was like the one I would want back from last year. There's a couple bad ones from last year, but that's the one that was like it was an execution thing that I just was like that sucked. Um, and probably cost me the biggest and even just in terms of momentum at the stage of the competition it was was a big hit but uh it came off and had a good yell with my coach and actually <laughs> dan bailey bless dan bailey he uh was walking by and i was like sitting in a chair outside the ice baths just like having a moment um and trying to just purge the poison out of my body before i had to regroup for the next thing and uh he kind of came by and I don't think, I don't know if he saw the event or, or if, if there's a lot going on, he kind of came by. He's like, Oh, Pat, like, how was it? Just being so nice and just being so Dan Bailey. And I was like, <laughs> they fucking gave it to him in the guts. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just like, you're, you're the guy that I'm going to just download this onto right now. <laughs> and then had a little chat with him for a second and uh, got on with my day, but might've scarred him a little bit. <laughs> Pat, the the digging the digging your hole out of the first event is is it getting old? Is is are you like like would, would you even or or is it just normal for you? If, let's say you went to the games this year and you took a, a a third in the first event, would you be like, oh fuck, I don't even know what to do with myself? It's all storytelling, man. Okay, I feel it's not so. At the games, historically, I've had like my weaker events at the start, but it's because they're always like the mass start, whatever events. Last year's wasn't as bad. It still wasn't great. I started really well and I, I fell off a bit at the end of that workout, but I was in like fifth up until the last bike. Um, I just like lost juice on the last bike. And my, uh, the thing is, it doesn't matter. Like, I, it, it's, it's the style of events, right? Like, if I looked at that, if I went out and the first event was like parallel bar or parallel bars and, fucking you know ring muscle ups and i came third in the first event it would be nothing like of course i came third in that workout that stuff i'm good at and whatever but if it, it just depends what it is if it was like oh the first event is a big lake swim and then i came third then it would be a different story right it's not the position of the event like it's what the event actually is and it's just right. because of the way the game starts it's usually with stuff that has historically been my weaker things so I think a lot of it's improving, but it's just like eh. the amount of times I, like I get in, in off season competitions and things like that. Like I've won event one about as many times in my career as I've, I've been had a bad finish, but nobody even knows or talks about the ones that I win. <laughs> right. Well, because it's all the everybody just likes the games, say. right? It's the highest profile ones are at the games, right? Yeah. I mean, I won event one at Rogue a couple of years ago. That's a pretty high okay. profile one. Okay. Yeah. 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 Fair <laughs> Last enough, year, fair I think enough. I came okay. third in event one at Rogue. Uh, it's like, it's not, it's just the story that people like to tell because it's been the narrative for a few years and it's, it's what everybody's expecting to see. So even then they move the goalposts. It's like last year I came 20th in the first event. Whereas in the past people were like, oh, I was taking like a 35th or 33rd or something. Everyone's like, oh, there it is. Bond the first event. 
And this is now like more than 10 places better. And everyone's like, there it is. Right. Bombed event one. It's like, man, well, right. what's, where's, where's the line? Like, are we just moving the line? And like next year I come 15th and they're like, geez, you know, outside of top 10 finish for Velner. It's like, fuck, what do you want? Like, where's right. the line? Right. Where does, where does the narrative stop? Like, do I have to right. win the event? For, for to, yes, yes, yes. For it to not yes. be the case? Yes. Like, yes. All of a sudden yes. I'm fifth and they're like, nah, you know, it's like, okay, well, <laughs> so I just like, I don't care about it at all. It's not, I have based on what the event is, I have expectations of what I, I think I should do and how, uh, how I want to perform. And then, you know, hopefully it falls the way I want. And you could argue it's made you stronger, right? That it happens at the beginning and you've learned to dig yourself out of that. Right. Right. As opposed well, to. Yeah. As per a discussion earlier um, about, you know, Justin learning how to do that a little bit, it's, I, I have the confidence that, I know it's possible at least like even in a, if the games is a long competition and there are people who can mentally turn off too early. Um, I think one of the best I, you've ever seen do that actually is Cole Sager. Um, I've, he's gone into like the last day of the games out in like 13th place and finished fifth, I think one year. Cause he just crushed the last day. Wow. Whereas like some people going to that last day, it's like they're dragging their feet. And if, if they don't feel like they're in the hunt in like the top five, they're just not putting in the kind of performances they're probably capable of. But that's a guy who's like full effort all the time. He's like, I don't give a shit. I'm 13th place. Like he's going to try to steal your lunch money. Um, and he loves to play a spoiler role. So it's like important to remember that it's not over like points on hundred points in event 10 are worth the same as a hundred points in event one. So there's, yeah, you can have a little bit of a momentum kill, but what I've been really good at doing is rebounding from things like that pretty quickly to keep me in the top heat so that I'm still competitive with the the lead pack. And that's been, that's a big difference is if you, if you get yourself knocked off into the, the into a lower heat um, and you lose some of that heat advantage, it can be a little bit more challenging to, to put up the big scores and feel like you're in the race. So um, I've been good at that, but yeah, I think it, it comes with experience and I'm, I'm certainly have a lot of experience doing that, which I don't think is a bad thing. Uh, no, but it's uh, I'd rather not be doing it all the time. I fear my family would love if I didn't do it as much anymore less stressed on them <laughs> yeah pat when you're when you're out with your kids and you're and you're loading your um you you've you've purchased a bunch of stuff and you're taking your shopping cart and your kid to the car and you load your kid in the car and then the shopping cart corral is all, all the way back 40 yards away you just pop your cart up on the curb or do you leave your kid in the car and, and put it take it all the way back to the uh dispenser no you put your cart back on the corral no, never. Okay, right. You failed. Sorry. People are. Uh, people uh, are that's, call, can I, that's like I can't. I can't interact in, in society behavior. Uh, Caleb, please uh, call uh, Child Protective Services in Canada and report Pat for leaving his kid alone in the car. Thank you. Right. Feeling you feel an obligation to put your card away? Yeah, that's okay. it's, it's like we live in a society. We live yeah, in do, a society. Do your part. Yeah, Do yeah, you contribute? 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 I'll put away other people's cards sometimes. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I also will say that I tend to not go shopping when I'm with my kid. Mm. Um. So I'll either do that when he's at daycare, or if my wife's home, one of us will go and the other one will stay home. Uh, just so we don't we don't have to leave him in the car or things like that. But we either put it in, then walk back to the car, or you just I'll just like put him in with the AC on and close the door and run over really quick it's like it's usually like a five second detour that's why i don't like when people just leave them all willy-nilly it's like man 
it takes you no time at all. And then somebody's got to go corral all your cards. Who gets paid by like, the hour? Who gets paid? Or by they're the like hour. bumping into carts, or they're just, or cars. I mean, or they're just like rolling freestyle down the middle of the intersection, don't, blocking traffic. Terrible. D- d- um, uh, don't you love um when you when you pull up into a spot and there's a cart right there for you that someone left out? You're like, yeah, that's nice. I'll just take this one. Yeah, but to me, that's like when I'm walking my dog and there's like trash sitting on the ground but -hmm. it's kind of close to where the garbage is Mm -hmm. so then when i'm walking by i'm like okay well i'm just gonna pick up this person's garbage and put it in the trash Mm -hmm. because i'm walking right by it anyway Mm -hmm. it's like it doesn't mean you do that really a good thing yeah do you do that yeah or like there's people will i think you're the only other person besides me and my sister that i've ever met who claims they do that i think you're the only other person in my entire life yeah. They leave their poo bags around somewhere. And sometimes like I'll, I'll do that when I'm walking out and back on a trail, I'll like plant yeah. it on a stump and then I pick it up on the way out. So I just don't have to right. carry it. Right. But if I'm getting to like the end of the trail and there's a few that are sitting around, sometimes I'll just pick them up and put them in the garbage. Cause you're close. What about, what about just a, a stray poo on the trail? Will you pick that up if you have extra bags? Uh, if my dog poos right close to it and I already have the mm-hmm. bag out, then I will mm-hmm. usually, but I actually don't usually, I usually bring two bags only uh so if if i had more bags i maybe would but honestly i, I might not for that uh, uh, it, just try to keep our nice things nice you know we have nice trails here you try to keep them dude nice. I, I i'm i'm with you there's no one who's better at putting carts away at, and picking up poop and trash than me and yet i think the obligation to put carts away is absurd uh caller hi so long. hi you know, this isn't a call-in guys, show, and Pat Vellner's probably oh is a little too high profile for you to just call in while you're – I mean – All right. No, I'm joking. All Go right, ahead. my no, bad. I'm joking. I'm joking. Go ahead. Okay, yeah, I was just listening to one of your old shows. Oh, Jesus. So right. I figured I'd – yeah, I'd call in and see what you're up to. But you're doing a show with Pat. I don't want to ruin your good show with Pat. Okay. Well, I wouldn't say it's good, but do you have a question okay, for right. Pat? Do you want to say hi to Pat? Hey, Pat. You think Pat's hey. too old to be competing? He's 33. Oh no, man! Pat's one of my favorite CrossFit game athletes. Mm, all right, you just saying that? Okay, I was just listening to you guys. <laughs> no, Pat, I'm a Canadian ginger. Oh, okay. Are you in the club? Um, yeah, man, I'm in the club. But Savan, I just heard you guys talking about Sound of Freedom, and they're like turning the lights on and the. I was like, bro, that's that's wearing the mask outside type of talk, but for righties. All right, I don't want to ruin your show with Pat. You guys have a good one. Okay, bye. Oh, hang on. Bye-bye. Bye. Stay safe out there. It's sunny. <laughs> that's what that's what gingers say to each other. <laughs> that's a good line. <laughs> Stay. I just got that. Stay safe out there. It's sunny. Uh Thank you uh, very much. I'm excited to. Uh, it's it's been it's been uh, it's been a long time since I've seen you in person. I'm excited to see you again. Yeah, are you going to be at the games this year? I'm gonna. I'm flying to Chicago, and it's close to Madison. So I I was thinking I I pulled out all my camera you gear. Happen and I've been, to be flying to Chicago. Yeah, I pulled out all my camera gear. My buddy got um one of my buddies got reinstated as the director of the CrossFit Games. Um, right. So I'm just trying to um you know just if, I'm just want to be available. If, if, if I'm needed or something, take some headshots sure. or something, or hang out with you, or, or you know, sure, nepotism, I get it. Yeah, ne- is that what that's called, nepotism? It's like when you 
you get positions that you maybe don't deserve because you know somebody in a position. Oh, no, definitely not nepotism. <laughs> definitely not nepotism. <laughs> I've blown yeah, my enough, buddy just became the director. So I think I've I blown enough people, up. Pat. I've blown enough people. <laughs> I've earned my way. The practice amongst those with power or influence of favoring relatives, friends, or associates, especially in giving the – oh, yeah, that's fine. But there's no implication there that they don't um, – Hey, it's also part of favoring underlined is the implication. It's the um, uh, there's also a, a, a DEI requirement to have people a certain amount of people who are um, below five, uh, five foot five or shorter in the oh, nice. Uh, workforce. Nice. Literal leg up. <laughs> yes. So I do have a uh, nipple tism. It's nice. Perfect. Perfect. Well, there you go. New word for you for the day. I'm just kidding. You do great. You do fantastic work for all the behind the scenes stuff. I would love to see you back there again. It would be a lot of fun. That that that's actually really nice. You said that because I was I, that. Thank you, thank you. I'll take the endorsement from. Uh, from new, the, you got, you're going to have an interesting time setting that up. I think though, I feel like it's going to be a whole different demographic back there than you're used to seeing. What, what do you was mean? the last time you did that? 2017, 16. Yeah, 17 or 18. Yeah. So, I mean, I just mean there's not a lot of familiar faces back there. Oh, yeah, it'll be. Yeah, it's just going to be starting from new. Yeah, you're going to have to build a brand new rapport with a bunch of 20-year-olds. Maybe I'll just cling to you and Fikowski, my old buddies. Sure, I don't mind that. More media for me. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> tell them. Will you tell them back there? Like, hey, shit, no one would even know who Josh Bridges or Dan Bailey was if it wasn't for the behind the scenes. Don't fuck this up, people. I'm gonna, Yeah, I'm going to make sure I put a lot of pressure on them about it. And it's really all they're thinking about. <laughs> I'll have my buddy Colton Mertens back there. Yeah, yeah. Colton, you can squeeze a few words out of Colton if you yeah. apply enough pressure. Okay, between me uh, and you, you think Colton's going to be top 20? You think Colton's going to make both cuts? Uh, it, like, fuck, it kind of depends on how what the first two days look like. Cause he'll like he'll crush a couple Coliseum events probably, but the field events are never good for him because they're so much more dependent on size in general. Um, so I don't know. I think he probably will still make both cuts. Both cuts, okay. I think he probably still will make both cuts. But my guess is it would be maybe close on the second one, and then probably after the second cut, his he'll trend upward. Um, and that's that's why like I hope he makes both cuts because if he just misses the second cut my guess is the last two day events will probably be the ones that are fairly good for him. Um, so he'll have at least a couple in the last two days that are, are very good for him. And so he would, he would trend upward on the backstage of the competition uh, if he's able to stay in. So I hope he does. Go Colton. Uh, look at they, Joe, uh, Pat making Seve nervous. He did make me nervous. You know what he did? He kind of like grabbed me by my ankles and hung me out the window and then brought me back in and said, just kidding. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Uh, Hey, um, yeah, I'm always going to play nice with the, with the new kids. Uh, 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 pool boy, Pat is such a good dude. He's pretty good. He's, he's, he's top thanks, guys. Top tier. Hey, thanks for coming on the show. Always a pleasure. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, a man. It's good to see you, uh, interact with all these young guys. It's not easy, man. It's a whole other world. It's a whole other language. I don't know. How to it is. It, it's it's, a, it's a different up. language now too. Oh shit. I don't know. I don't know how to talk to them kids. Stay out of my way. <laughs> trying, I'm trying to like show them, trying to show them pictures of my kid. And it's just like <laughs> they do not want to see you. We can't relate, you know. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, so I just stick with the dads now. It's like me and Brent and Cole and Sam and all those guys. And 
Yeah. Kinda oh, Sam. Sam. Yeah, Sam. I think they're pregnant again. Actually, I think Sam's expecting his second. Crazy. How about you? You you are you doing that stuff? Are you doing the baby making stuff? No. Okay. Working on it. Okay. But all uh, right. Hey. I'll see you soon. Hope so. Yeah. When do you get you, out you, there? When are you in Chicago? You're a gem of a human. Uh, uh on the thirty first on Monday. Okay, so right before. Nice. Yeah. When do you get there? I told you I'm a little bit early because I'm going with Michelle to do some training early. Oh, that's right. More humidity. Okay. But all right, brother. Thank you. All right. Enjoy your day. All right. Say hi to your wife and kids for me. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Pat says hi. Stefan can talk to anyone. Bernie Gannon. The thing is, the thing is, well, I, 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 I don't even know. I, I'm not. I'm not allowed to announce anything yet. So I'm. I'm. I'm just kind of like, just going to Chicago. I'm not even doing anything. I did order some new camera batteries just in case, though, and some new cards, and a shitload of hard drives. What day do you get there, Caleb? The Thursday morning. Oh, so there have already been competition when you get there. Yeah, probably. So that same week, I have to do my separation stuff, basically. So it's, a, it's like mandatory for me to attend that before I get out. Interesting. I better, I'm going to need, if, if for some reason I were to go there, I'm going to need someone there to manage my media. Before well, you I'll get be there, there for the rest of the weekend. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. What are you doing today? Probably walk the dog, work out, clean the house. What about you? I'm going to, um, it's still, um, so you got a chill day. Yeah. My wife's working, so I got to pick up everything. While she's do you gone. have anything fun you're going to do? Like go to a coffee shop and hang out? No, usually on my days off, I don't, I have to like, catch up on everything so i'm usually just working more like domestic shit yeah i gotta order my books too books for what uh i'm starting a master's program so oh you are yeah oh that's stressful it'll be cool Savon, what will happen what will be happening with the podcast when you're at the games We haven't figured that out yet, right? I think you had some, uh, you had an idea. All right. If we can make it work. A pool boy will host the podcast. Great. <laughs> Very nice of you to I'll offer. Just sell his OnlyFans while he's on it. Head of CEO security. Jeremy Eat World. Um, I know. So if I, I don't know. I, I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Man, that would be crazy if Pat won the games. It's looking good. Did the did that interview change your mind about your rankings? No, I I can't I can't bet against Justin. I can't I can't. Um, Fair enough. Uh, worst kept secret. 
<laughs> Scott Schweitzer. Scott, I watched uh, your video with uh, Abigail um, Domit. She comes on today. Domit? Domit? I call her Donut so much I don't even know how to say her name. Oh, Susa, I found that phone. I had it already packed. I found the extra um, iPhone. All right. Um, I'll see. And Abigail comes on tonight. Um, Abigail Domit comes on tonight. And the, we're off to the races, dude. Today was that was Lazar and uh, and Fellner were way easier. I was so stressed. Uh, so tonight we have Abigail Domit at 4 30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Then tomorrow, I assume Susan is going to pack tomorrow too, but I only see one person on. There's a guy who has a, a, a games, not the CrossFit games, it's called the Enhanced Games. And he'll be coming on to talk to us tomorrow. That's like something that Hillary could compete in. And then on the 18th, we have Carolyn Lambre. That's Adler's coach, uh, Manan Anganese, then Alex Gazan, and then Sahar, uh, Sahar Kai. Then on Wednesday, we have Rebecca Vittison and Braun Olenovitz. Braun, let's just call him Braun. Braun Oslaw. Olenkowitz. And then on Thursday, we have Spencer Panchik, Je the Jelly Guy, uh, Taylor and JR Programming, Arthur Semenoff, and Kelly Baker back to the show. Holy shit. Thursday is crazy. Friday, we got Ariel Lowen, and then the CrossFit Games update show. And this week on the update show is uh, Taylor Self will be joining us with uh, John Young and Tyler Watkins. Oh, that's going to be a fucking wild crew. That's a lot of opinionated motherfuckers. And then on Saturday, we have live call-in show. Uh, oh, we don't have anything Saturday yet. Oh, shit. Next Sunday on the 23rd, a week from today, uh, we will be releasing all of the CrossFit Games programming. J.R. Howell will be uh, opening up his crystal ball and be telling us all of the programming for the 2023 CrossFit Games before even they know. You think he just reads tea leaves for that? I uh, Probably. I thought he had a crystal ball. Mm, true. We have we have Jake Douglas coming on. We have some guy Mikhail Waslowski. That must be some European. We have Olivia Kerstetter. Oh, Kaike Cerveni scheduled. Emily Rolf. I've never interviewed her. That should be fun. James Sprague's coming on. I'm telling you guys, it's packed. You see Ariel Lowen. Did I already say that? Who else? Let me see. That's it. Uh, when's Laura? I mean, I invited Laura. I'd love to get Laura. I, I don't. Those are the kind of things that's going to be the weird thing. Like, how about all the people like who just don't want to talk to me? But I'm going to be back there. So what? What do you do if like I'm falling? I'm I'm following Alex Gazan into the corral, right? Do you, for those of you guys who don't know what the corral is, there's this right before the athletes go on the so the athletes are hanging out in the warm up area and the and the workout starts. And so there's a heat going on the floor. And then in, in, in the corral is the next heat that's gonna go. And then behind them are the athletes in the warm up area. So, so and then when the when the event's done, those athletes move out, the corral athletes go out onto the floor, and then the warm up area athletes go into the corral. And it's like that. It's a cycle until the event is done. There's going to be time. I mean, I'm very respectful and I'm cool as shit, 
and it's like, I'm, I'm not going to walk over and bug athletes who don't want to be bugged. Yeah. Like if Ketchum's David's daughter doesn't want to talk to me, I'm, I'm going to leave her alone. But what do I do when I'm following uh, the CrossFit 2023 uh, CrossFit Games champion, Alex Gazan in the corral, and she's meshed in between Katrin's daughter and uh, Laura Horvat. So I, I just want, I just want to make it easy for everyone. I don't want to make it weird. It, and it's always wherever I go, it's weird. Cause I'm, fucking weird i'm awkward as fuck so gotta try to mitigate the weirdness if yeah if if i'm back there if i were speaking if i were yeah i don't want to fuck with anyone's uh, headspace but that's kind of my job that's what's so great about velner he just kind of welcomes you into the into the circus between his ears. Uh, Eric in, in the bridges was like that. Kalipa was like that. Eric Wise, uh, Sabonistas are here for the ride. Thank you all for bringing the content. Thanks, dude. Um, no, it's. I wouldn't say it's confirmed. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. I'm just hypothetically. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. There's nothing. Did you watch that clip that someone sent us of me, you, and Souza? The one of the the hair. Oh, is it is it talking about hair? I just see it in, in our text thread. Yeah. I think that's what he's talking about. I got I did get a haircut. Can you tell? Yeah, I did. I noticed that like halfway through. Looks oh, good. Thank you. Do you like it? Um, I went in there to get it all cut off and the lady said the people they she said, I can't cut your hair. I said, Why? She said, You have fucking such nice hair. I can't I can't do that. It's the second time I've gone into supercuts and they said that. Sevon, shave your head. I know. Well, maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll bring shavers with me and shave it there. Supercuts usually just fucks you up. There's like they do fuck you up. The lady the lady the lady yesterday was it's kind of crazy because I live in the liberal hive, right? And the lady yesterday has three kids and she was telling me how fucked up the school system was. And she said the word fuck like 30 times while she was cutting my hair. Never heard anyone say that. Like she swore more than I did. I was like, wow, this is crazy. I can't believe and I'm in the liberal hive. I can't believe she's attacking the school system. I thought because like I guess people, the whole general mutilation thing pushed, pushed the liberals too far. Um, uh, Sevon is the biggest fish in the CF media game. There will never be a shortage of athletes trying to market themselves. Well, that's, that's kind of the thing too. I don't know how to say this without being an, just a totally, um, arrogant prick. I guess I don't care if I'm an arrogant prick, but it, it's going to be for the athletes. That whole thing back there when I'm back there is just kind of like, um, uh, it is all nepotism, right? I'm only going to film the athletes who want to be filmed if I'm back there doing uh, the behind the scenes. I'm not going to bug people who don't. So people who are like, people who are like open and nice and generous to me, which Katrin has been extremely open and nice and generous to me in the past when it's behind the scenes, their brand flourishes. Nothing bad happens. It's like coming on this show or being the behind the scenes. I never do anything to make anyone look bad. Brooke Wells was always fucking amazing to me. I'm, I'm never doing it. I'm so... The best thing is that's why I'm having all these athletes on uh, before I go to the games. If I if I did go to the games, so that they can get to know me and decide whether they want to fuck with me or not. But I'm 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 
I believe in all of those people. I love all those people back there. I don't bring any of my, um, I don't bring any baggage back there. I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fucking angel back there, believe it or not. And, and I want to glorify them and I want to glorify the event and I want to, uh, um, share with the world how great they all are and, and the hard work they put in. That's my goal back there to show the drama, the intensity to make it, um, catch their vulnerable moments that, that catch their vulnerable moments that would make them proud for the world to see. And, um, but if they don't want to participate, I don't mind either. I'm not offended. Like I don't need, um, I don't need, 2023 CrossFit Games champ Laura Horvath to participate if she doesn't want to. But but I but she should I think she should. She would, I think it's good for her. I think it'll be great. I think Colt Mertens puts will double his Instagram following because he'll he'll participate in, in in something like that if I were to do it. I don't know, Eric. I think he had like 19,000 Instagram followers when I when he started. Now he's got 80,000 or something. Anyway. I hope everything works out. I have my fingers crossed. I'm going Me to the too. board. I'm going to the boardwalk. Sweet. Yeah, today to the Santa Cruz Park where they filmed uh, Lost Boys. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you know that movie? I think I know it. I just haven't seen it. Um, uh, Lost Boys bridge scene. Let me see if they have the. Uh... Oh, the, I'm I'm gonna walk across this today with my with my kids. I mean, it won't be nighttime, but like in 30 minutes, I'll be I'll be over here. So let's see if they. Uh... See that bridge right there? Oh, yeah. What's going on? Oh, I have on? seen this. I don't know. Yeah. I think I watched it because you suggested it. it. Did you like it? Yeah, it was good. It's crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're hanging underneath the... Little chain. Yeah. yeah, so we'll park... We'll park across the street from the boardwalk, and then you walk across those uh, this bridge, this crazy bridge. It's too bad they don't have a shot of it during the day. And then um, there's a there's a magic shop over there. Oh shit! Look at here's. Oh yeah, here it is. Shit, here we go. can't believe this is an 80s movie <laughs> oh except that thing is full of water now crazy oh, oh yeah no that's not the one that's where they filmed that no no i'm not wow i was fucking wrong that is not the bridge i'm going to that's that was the boardwalk in the background oh that is not the bridge i'm going to that's like further away that's like a couple miles away well fuck i was wrong there's no, oh, this is, no, 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 no. I got my shit all twisted. I am going to the bridge they filmed on. This guy's fucking a douche. He didn't know what he's talking about. Let me see if I, oh, fuck it. I don't care. Anyway, I'm, gonna, I'm going to the boardwalk. And there's a magic store there. 
let the kids pick up some tricks. Uh, Blade Walker. Sevy will plus 5,000 anybody he interacts with at the games. Thank you. I don't even, do I even, I, I only have, I need to interact with myself and put on 5,000 Instagram followers. That's how you crack 10K. I, I need to make a post thanking my followers. Thank you for getting me to 10K. Thank you. Uh, Horvath's prickly relationship with Sevy only enhances her. I, I know she's great. I hope, I can't tell, I hope it's just a joke. I hope it's that she doesn't, I can't tell if she, Part of like in my head, maybe it's just because I'm an egomaniac. It's just a joke that she doesn't like me. I can't like really actually believe someone doesn't like me. <laughs> I know. Can't believe it either. It's fucked up. I live in a fucked up headspace. It's fun though. All right, Caleb. Thank you. Are you are you on tonight, Caleb? Yeah, I'll come on to see Abigail. All right. All right, Caleb and I will see you guys later on tonight. Thanks for everything. Uh, Lazar, Lazar, uh, Lazar, Lazar, Lazar Jukic. Thank you for coming on, Patrick Vellner and uh, Caleb Beaver. Bye-bye.